Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producing the program for us. Glad that he's with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist, the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. You'll be forgiven. Yeah, excuse me. You'll be forgiven. Mm. It's been a uh, it's a big uh, it's a big twenty four hours for you. I can understand if your mind is elsewhere. It's a big twenty four hours for both of us, actually, mm-hmm. Jeffrey. We could both experience births of some kind. You, of course, your first child mm-hmm. is scheduled to uh, tomorrow be, morning be delivered tomorrow morning. We are sending all of our uh, good luck and best wishes to you as you embark on 
fatherhood for the first time. You and Aaliyah bring a uh, beautiful daughter into the world. Yeah, any positive thoughts, prayers, all I'm taking them all right now. And then, much more importantly, Jeffrey, tonight's the first home game for the Commanders since Josh Harris, since Dan mm, Snyder's gone. It's, it's know, preseason, Monday, but it's first home game. Monday Night Reaper. Football, the Ravens' 24-game preseason win streak Listen, on the line. This, that's big. The fact that your daughter gets mm-hmm. to come into the world and hopefully she gets to hear about a Commander's win, mm-hmm. a Washington win. I've noticed, by the way, I just came back. From a trip to the DC area, different area. buzz, different buzz in town. Oh yeah, it's, it was good to be. It was good to be. It was like it was good to be in that. Uh, just soak that in. Correct. The good feeling all around. Talking Get to the people. vibes. It it hadn't been like that in a while, Jeffrey. Yeah, the only problem that I have with y'all right now is a little too much uh, first game. For it's like y'all got to decide: is tonight first, the first game? What is, or first is opening home game. day? First home game. Okay, but y'all got to decide because don't y'all open up at home? We do. We do. Like, but that'll be an event, too. I, 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 this is one of the things that I hate about preseason. Like when we do the whole C.J. Stroud's first start. Well, we're not going to count it as his first start. His first start's going to be whatever here's, week one Here's the reality. They're going to show Josh Harris on the Jumbotron at FedEx Field, and there's going to be this like A huge— rousing hand. There's going to be this huge ovation. Thank you, Josh. You know, it's going to be—yes, it's going to be a scene. Um, but uh, it'll, uh, it'll, be ex- it'll be exciting, but it's— uh, I no, feel like I'll be. Have, re- I'm going to overreact to that. It's I, overreaction Monday tomorrow. From after Monday Night Football, I'm going to overreact. Well, I hope to that. you're going to tell the truth tomorrow. We have a formula here. <laughs> that's true. That's so tell true. the truth Tuesday. We on, won't skip on a beat. Tuesday. Old Correct. friend Connor Dunning's going to join us in your absence, so we won't skip a beat. In typical right fashion, we are big believers of. We don't worry about tomorrow's problems today. Mm. There's one flaw though in our strategy. Okay. It leads to a lot of procrastination. Okay. And it leads to a lot of, we'll, we'll deal with it when we deal with it. And now you're dealing with it. And now we're dealing with it. It's a lot that's been piled up, and now we're dealing with it. And I got to be honest with you, buddy, I got big game butterflies. Yeah, I, I always tell people this. You'll remember, it'll be, yes, I guess it's butterflies. It's it's a fantastic moment, though, when your child is born. Um, and then you won't remember like the next the next month. month. Yeah, you just won't remember the next month because you're not going to be sleeping very much. And I tell this to people: your body is going to get calloused to being tired. Like right now, you're not used to being as tired as you're going to be as a parent. But then over time, as you're tired a lot, your body just adjusts to it. And yeah, you, you it just deal becomes with it the new norm. Better. Yeah, drink a lot of coffee and you know a lot of caffeine and you deal with it. Yeah, the a lot of the the tension and stress and anxiety, the negative feelings. It's just because I do not come from the world of womandom. Like, mm. I, I openly admit I, I'm i accepting that I'm just never going to understand this girl. I'm going to do everything in my power just to love her as much as possible. But, mm. like, I have nothing but brothers. I went to boys' school. I come from a very sports-centric background. A lot of dudes in my life. And I, I understand the world of dude pretty well. The world of woman is so foreign to me, but at the same time, I'm excited for a new challenge. Mark, this is going to be the grittiest football season of my life. I'm going to be sleep deprived, but you know what, Mark? I got a new opportunity. If I'm going to be up at all hours of the night, Mark, why can't I just feed her a bottle and watch a little tape? You know, why can't I maybe watch some of those games that Get a little second look. See if I can find some all twenty-two cams out there we, and get a better look at some of these teams. We are going. It's 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 it is amazing now that we're here. It's week zero. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we are going to put to the test. I am very curious. Like, as much as I'm looking forward to meeting your daughter and seeing her grow up, I'm also excited to see whether you can maintain your uh, ability to consume sports the way you do. I really want to see this in practice, in action, as a parent. Can you balance both? Watch being the type of guy who has three or four screens up on his wall on a college football Saturday and an NFL Sunday and be a great parent. Can you do it? Can you pull it off? Mark, my job as a parent is to educate and inform and make sure my daughter has the best chance for success possible. Mm-hmm. What was always what was always the easiest times table to do when you had to do the times tables in like second or third grade? It was always the sevens because that's uh-huh. how we counted by football. Yeah, that's true. I got to get her ready. That's true. That's true. It, it can be practical. Yeah, there, there is practical application. Teamwork. Well, not, like, o- not only that, like, why does daddy care? Like, daddy seems to care that they're not scoring enough points. Why does he care? Sweetie, how many? Let's let's add. That's that's twenty one and seventeen. That's thirty eight. We need to get to fifty four. Yeah, we got to get to fifty four. <laughs> how many points do we need? All of a sudden, we're doing uh, math. It's together. <laughs> Takes a village. This sounds like a movie. Like the mm-hmm. guy, the, the guy who, who raised like the best gambler in the world, like the Tiger Woods of gambling. I, one can only hope. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Well, there was some. I was I was flashing through yesterday. Did you know there was like a movie with Richard Dreyfus? It looked like it was a horrible movie, but it's like he's a cabbie huh. that has a big day at the racetrack. He has like the hottest day of gambling of all time. I was like, how am I never like heard of this movie in gambling spaces? He gets on a heater, let it ride. It was perfect. It had like. 17% on critics. He had audience was like 72 because you could tell like degenerate gamblers were like, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good flick. But uh, I'd never seen that. I was flashing, th- flipping through yesterday on some of the movie channels because, oh boy, Mark, there was nothing on yesterday. Well, it was tough. Well, was I'll tough tell you, there. I was thinking about it this weekend while I was gone. I was, I was, this is it. Well, I was talking to some, some people from back home and I was like, we do these bits on the show. We got, you know, we got our NFL primetime recap. We recap the recap, and we 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 do our tasting menu. And I was like thinking about it. it's week zero. We get to do that soon. Like figure out what you're going to watch on TV. Figure out figure out what games you're going to watch. Recap. Like it's close. And like so, my overreaction, my first overreaction. And we've got a lot to get to today. Jason Munn's going to join us. We got the list, all that. Um, my first overreaction is that football's coming at a good time. Week zero oh boy. could not have come for a lot soon of enough. Reasons. I know it's a bad week zero, Jeffrey, but I'm okay with that. Well, because I, you, at this point, three months ago, I don't know if I would have said that, but after what we've gone through from a sports perspective, I know there's the League World Series and all, like you know, and like fake sports, if you mm-hmm. will, you know, like sports, sports that let's be real are only on because real sports aren't on. Preseason football. I I got into Mark. I got locked into the Djokovic. Like, we're trying to make pickleball a thing on TV. Come yeah, on. I mean, Let's be real with ourselves here. It's some great. people. I, it looks like, fun to play. Yeah, don't get me wrong. But, like, come no, on. Pickleball and video games are the same thing. I don't understand people that want to watch other people do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't get it. But I got locked. To your point, I got locked into Djokovic, Alcaraz, their final. That's all right. Tennis it, is all right. Yeah, but, like, the point was Sunday night used to be, like, a big TV night. and. Mm-hmm. This writer strike yeah, doesn't look no. like it's in an inning time well, soon. Like, we'll show, yeah, we're going to start to run dry here. Ooh, we got boy. the we got like the HBO stuff, like with the the Lakers, Celtic, the Magic 
series, if you will, winning the, time. The telemarketer show is better. <laughs> that comes on after. That's but we're going to run out of that once we get to the fall. Oh, yeah. And so football is coming at a good time <laughs> for us. Um, and it's interesting now that it's arrived because I do think with the focus having been so heavily on conference realignment, and rightfully so. I mean, with we've we've seen literally um, – not to make light of the earthquake in Southern California over the weekend, but like there was another earthquake in the mm-hmm. on the Pacific Coast a couple weeks ago, bigger when, than a five point one. <laughs> I can tell you that too. When uh, I when, do remember my first earthquake in Southern California. Got to be honest with you, we all had the same reaction. Like that was awesome. Like it's like the earth, the the room shook. But the one yesterday was scary, obviously because of with the storm, the too, storm, the hurricane, and that is not a group of people that are equipped to deal with uh, adversity, particularly in the weather department. Yeah, but regardless of that, we haven't focused. It feels like there hasn't hasn't been nearly as much focus on the actual football yet, which might be good because as someone who covered college football, like when you, by the the time you got to the third week of like those preseason camps, whether it was NFL or or college, you're just like, we need to get to the season opener. It was way worse in covering a college team because at least the NFL teams, they'd either have the joint practices. You always had preseason games to to kind of advance the storylines. And in college, it's just like they're just hitting each other. There's nothing like seeing a preseason camp where the same team gets sick of each other. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like the offense and the defense, they become like enemies. There's just only so much you can write. Yeah. I guess in some ways it was nice that it broke it broke it up a little bit with all the conference realignment stuff, but we haven't focused. I feel like enough on the football now. You know, I f- it feels like we've shifted focus. Like we're starting to see, you know, teams that were you know teams that uh, had quarterback uh, battles starting to name their starting quarterbacks. Um, you're starting to see. I mean, obviously there's a game this this coming week. I think Vanderbilt plays this week, right? Vandy plays. Stadium might not be usable. We don't know. Uh, it'll be functional. Functional. It's going to look like a construction zone. Correct. We're exactly. Gonna, yeah. Uh, get ready to taste some dirt if you're going to Vanderbilt Stadium because <laughs> it looks like they're moving a lot of it. Um, and then you've seen here in USC Met- has their first their first game on Pac-12 Network this year. Okay. <laughs> first yeah. of probably like eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, but we we ident- doesn't Northwestern play this week? Is it Northwestern? I thought it was the it's Navy and Navy and. Uh, Navy and Notre Dame are playing the Ireland game. Okay, the, that's not the bad. teams. The teams that are playing. Yeah, we got Navy, Notre Dame. Are teams that like will play Hawaii at some point this year? Yeah, it's really Navy, Notre Dame, and San Jose State at USC are the only ranked, only te- two ranked teams are USC and Notre Dame playing. Um, Vanderbilt, yeah, plays Hawaii as you mentioned. So those are probably your three best games. <laughs> Um, UMass at New Mexico State is an ESPN game this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Regardless, there's been stuff happening here locally that kind of has refocused, I feel like, the talk on on the football team, if you will. We found out last week, we talked about it a little bit on the show, um, the news that they've sold over at Memphis Football, like about 11,000 season tickets for this year, which is – you know, not what it once was before the pandemic, um, and you know, down nine thousand from twenty nineteen, and you know, um, lots of factors among them. You know, people not returning to their similar habits, the record, the the product on the field, the schedule, and the the you know, the makeup of the conference, just the 
you know, kind of feeling down about how conference realignment's gone, you know, um, and uh, all just sorts in general, of like people wanting to just go to the games they want to go to. Yes, just changing habits. Um, Instead of buying seven tickets, you buy or whatever. I think it's well, six well, this we year, get, right? We get word today that so University of Memphis has instituted this new plan, um, ticket plan, and it's called the Win Together Ticket Plan. And I've never, I honestly, does this not sound like something the commission would just brand? I've never heard of any other. I don't know the exact background on this. I meant to. Um, I was. I, I wanted to follow up on this a little more, but it's interesting. They're going to give out tickets for sixty dollars, a corner bench ticket to Memphis's home opener against Bethune Cookman on Saturday. And if Memphis wins a week from Saturday, yes, a week from Saturday. Excuse me. And if Memphis wins, you will get a free ticket to the next home game against Navy. And if Memphis were to win again against Navy you'd get a free ticket to the Boise State game. And if Memphis were to win again, you'd get a free ticket to the Tulane game. Okay, so this was my first question. If Is so, it one for one, or is it like, if I buy four, I get four, the same four? I would assume you get the same okay. four, yeah. And I, mean, I know like, you have to buy as long as you're buy, As long as you're spending $240 yeah. or whatever it is. But so, if they lose to Bethune-Cookman, it's a bad deal for you. You know, it's like six, you you won't pay you won't have to pay sixty dollars to get in the door for the Bethune Cookman game. It's like twenty twenty five bucks. As long as they beat Bethune Cookman and Navy, you will break even. If they beat both of them, yes, correct. And they lose before they won't. And then if you, they go the whole season, and if they beat Boise every, if they beat Boise, you will make money. I don't know if you'll on make va- on value. On value. value. I don't know if you'll make money. Sure. You know, and you know, yeah, Memphis will get some concession money yeah, and park, you know, you Parking, got park and, yeah. But now you can you, it's pretty you know, I don't know. You can park without well, you'll have to pay I don't know if Memphis will get your parking money, let's put it that way. Does anyone go to the game yeah. and like not get at least like a water? Like, yeah, you have to. Yeah. Most like half the season at least. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta go get your halftime dog too. Come on. <laughs> We're not animals. Well, that's what out tailgating's here. for. You get full yeah, but I mean, you got to get the. There's a routine when you're at the game. <laughs> it was tough for me on Friday because on Friday we we interview the headmaster for like that's the first thing. Yeah, it was him. So I didn't get my halftime dog. Because mm. normally need, there's a pre like pre recorded interview that we you play need to hire in. like an intern at MUS. And we know? don't have the budget for that. No, no, no I mean, high school. It's just experience, community service hours. or yeah, something. Yeah, it's it's tough. Okay, all right. Um, well, regardless. I think this is pretty cool. Like, I think it's like a pretty good idea by the University of Memphis. Um, it's creative. It's playing off of like, you know, like let's be honest, people like to gamble <laughs> more so than ever. So there's a little aspect of, you know, gambling, oh, yeah. low risk gambling here. Uh, you can, you know, it's it's creative. I've never heard of it before. I've never heard of anyone else doing this. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if they 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 stole the idea from someone else, but. I don't really care. It's, I think it's a pretty creative way. If you're, you know, like you can't, you can't be on here going. I can't believe they don't have, you know, they only have eleven thousand season ticket holders, and then like, you know, go like, what, what are they doing with this gimmicky ticket idea? No, like it's, it seems like a pretty interesting idea, and like I could see people being intrigued by it and participating. I guess I would like to know if you are someone in that eleven thousand that bought season tickets. Mm-hmm. Does this bother you? 
Because in my opinion, probably not. Because usually those it's people like one are, time like in their... the history of the program have they gone undefeated. And it was like recently, um, like I think twenty nineteen, they went undefeated at home. I think the the number that was floating out, they're like fifty two and nine at home since. And like I think the year, the the twenty seventeen year, I think they last went, year they were five and two. The twenty seventeen year they went undefeated, and then it depends what you think about. The like losing to Iowa State in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, like does that count as Doesn't a home? Count. Doesn't count as a home. Doesn't game. count as a home game. So they they've gone undefeated twice. You just happen to play a convenient bowl game. They went undefeated in 2017 and 2019, I believe. That, that was a split crowd because Iowa State, Iowa State trap. Yeah, it was half and half. Yeah, it was a half and half crowd for sure, or somewhere close to that. That was not a true home game. It's a bowl game. Yeah. So, um, I I don't know. I feel like because I feel like you know. The season tickets aren't that expensive, anyways. Like it's at like back when back when Memphis was good and like really fun to watch a couple years ago. I I wrote about it. I said I thought it was the best deal in town to get like to go to Memphis football games. You know, like when they're winning and they're rolling like they were a few years ago. Like the tickets are really you know compared to like Grizzlies tickets or even what you have to do to get good seats at Memphis basketball games. Like it was a, I thought it was a heck of a deal. Even when you go to like a a Redbirds game. Like, listen, I understand that these clubs got to make money. It's not cheap to go to, like, get single-game tickets for a Redbirds game either. Well, and you're a- also forgetting the number one talking point. Listen, everyone can can have their gripes about the Liberty Bowl. Great sightlines. Always yes. have great sightlines. And that's the thing that works for, like, going to AutoZone Park is, like, you can get any ticket there and be, like, you're in, fine, a great, yeah. it'd be in a great well, let's seat. Let's be real. If, you have ki- if you're going and you have kids, you're just walking around anyway. Yes. Um, but I so I, I feel like. No, I feel like most of the people like I I can't imagine being someone who bought season tickets and then go like let's be honest like if most of the people bought season tickets like are doing it and they could get s- tickets to they could do the three game plan or whatever that you're buying season tickets in part because you want to support the program. Yes. Yeah, so and you want access to like the parking benefits and things like that. And like and I don't know if like someone who gets these $60 things are necessarily going to get that. And you know, parking is getting you know, scarcer and scarcer at the Liber- in that Liberty Park area with all the stuff that's going up. Are they trying to start construction? No, it's after the seasons when they're trying to start. Correct. After the AutoZone Liberty Bowl okay. is when construction is slated for that renovation that we still don't know exactly how we the money is getting plan, yeah. doled out for yet. But I think it all underscores. And then you, in addition to that, Je- Jeffrey, in addition to this ticket plan, we've got both. New predictions for the season and new hot seat lists. A twofer. A twofer. So first. Uh, also, just a quick shout out to everyone involved in the college football content game. This is exactly how you start off week zero. Let's get the let's get the predictions out there. Let's get hot seat out there like that. Let's mm-hmm. not waste those. Let's not waste those lists too much during the summer. Like let's let's focus on this month. It was a great day to drop these lists. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you've got first off. Ross Dellinger dropped his hot seat watch. So, like, previously we've seen Ryan listed on hot seat list. There was one by Adam Rittenberg in the spring that was, like, you know, Adam Rittenberg is, like, a legitimate reporter. But, like, most of them have been, like, more listically, you know. Dennis Dodd had the Dennis Dodd had him Dennis on. Dennis Dodd had him on one. And now Dellinger, who seems to be at least in over the last five years, seems to be as plugged in nationally as any reporter in the country when it comes to college football. Yahoo hired him as a scoop guy. Yes. Um, he has a, this list of 15 
coaches on the hot seat, and he's got them in three categories. Warm seats, hot seats, and sizzling seats. Okay. Sizzling is the hottest, and he's got three coaches in his sizzling seats seats so category. So we're talking about like a Roos Chris Roos Chris steak here. I guess the so. Five hundred degree plate or whatever. I guess so. Like the the melted butter, you can still hear the steak cooking a little bit. <laughs> his sizzling seats, Jeffrey. Danny Gonzalez at New Mexico. Okay. Neil Brown at West Virginia. And Ryan Silverfield at Memphis. Okay. This is what he wrote. Entering his fourth season at the helm, Silverfield's fate was uncertain after last season. His second straight without with at least six losses. While three consecutive bowl games is great, seventh and eighth place finishes in the American Athletic Conference is not. Silverfield's buyout is low at about two to two and a half million dollars. Okay, so a couple of things. Number one, the only reason I know that Danny Gonzalez is the New Mexico coach right now mm-hmm. is because of hot seat rankings. That's gotcha. the, uh, like yep. that, that is how he's on all of them. Correct. He's been on all of them. Neil Brown is everyone thought he was gonna get fired after last year. Well, there's now the the growing opinion that West Virginia and Houston play each other like the first week in October, somewhere around there. And that's a uh that's a loser leaves town. Uh, interesting because he does have on his hot seats Dana. Not warm. Yeah, he's got Eli Drinkwitz from Missouri, Dana Holgerson at Houston. Dino Babers at Syracuse, Jeff Hathley at Boston College, Jimbo Fisher at AM, Butch Jones at Arkansas State, and Scott Leffler at Bowling Green. Those are his hot seats. So two two coaches that Memphis plays in non-conference play, Drinkwitz and Butch Jones. Drinkwitz might be getting the recruiting uh, benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. He picked up another five-star defensive player last week, and okay. so – He's in on another five star. Like he could be. Well, then Missouri's got this new law where, like, correct. you can make more NIL if, money if you're signed with an in-state school. Yeah, you can take as a high school senior. If you're in-state, if, if you're in-state, if you're kid. in-state, if you're if you're a if you're a Missouri resident and you're going to, and you've committed and signed, I think, with an in-state school, you can take NIL money starting in your senior year of high school. Yes. Um. So he's got, but. What do you make of that? I mean, he's got Ryan as like literally like one of the three coaches who's who's like on you know like most likely to be fired. That doesn't. I mean, I don't know. The, I I, so, I honestly don't know if that matches act. Even as someone who like has said previously, like you know maybe I would have made the move after last year. I don't know if that matches the actual reality here on the ground. If so you will that hot of a seat? My overreaction is the coaching community. Mm-hmm. Views the Memphis job as a better job than maybe Memphis is viewing it, mm. because I still think that there's this hesitancy of we don't want to we don't want to spend money if it hasn't like unless we have to like unless it's bottomed out. But what it does tell me is a lot of people in the coaching community believe that Memphis should be better. Mm. That's what you're reading into yes. that. He said industry experts. That's who he said he spoke to Bingo. for this hot seat. There we list. go. Industry experts. That's yes. agents and coaches, right? Correct. Isn't that what I mean? And maybe some ADs. Yes, but main, mainly it means like agents and then staffers. Cert, some search firms. Yes. Get some search firm in there. Yes. Um, interesting. Um, then, Jeffrey, we've also got CBS Sports came out with its AAC kind of preview. Their projected order, their experts did the projected order of finish. Some bold predictions, 
you know, that sort of thing. Our, our buddy David Cobb uh, was part of this exercise. He had the compiling. Yes, he was. He, his, his byline's on the sucker, but it's, yeah. but it's everyone's. I'll say this. Memphis was not included in any of the bold predictions um, other than good or bad. Other than Barrett Salee predicts SMU is going to win the AAC championship because of its easy, it has the schedule. easiest schedule and that they're going to beat Memphis in the championship game to do so. That was Barrett Salee's bold prediction, which I think would, while obviously you wouldn't want to lose the championship game, that would tell me that it was a pretty, good, a pretty damn good year. I would say that would constitute a good season. Yes. Um, so none of the other, it was, there's, there's six other, wait, how many other people? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight different people from CBS sports kind of weighed in each giving a bold prediction. Do you want to, do you want to know all of them or no? Uh, I looked at it this morning. So the Dodd, thi- Dodd says basically UTSA is going to like roll through the league in its first year. Um, and then he'll depart to become Jeff Trailer, the UTSA coach, will then leave to become the A&M coach for Jimbo Fisher. I've seen that rumored. Mm-hmm. I've also seen that if A&M gets off to a bad start and they get emotional and fire Jimbo, that they let Petrino kind of audition, mm. um, which that would be fascinating to watch. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean that that makes some sense, but I also think that AM, if you're gonna fire Jimbo Fisher, like I I feel like you're gonna go big game hunting. Gotcha. Tom Fornelli's got SMU going to a near six bowl. Chip Patterson has Tulane going back to back. I think he has Tulane beating Ole Miss in week two. Yes, he has Tulane upsetting Ole Miss. Um <laughs> Sheehan Jaya Raja, I don't know who who that is. Texas guy. Texas guy. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name uh, correctly. He basically says UAB is going to suck under Trent Dilfer. That's his bold prediction. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the other problem with Conference USA. We know we have all these new coaches, but we just don't know. Like, some people are experimenting. Like, Charlotte and UAB are somewhat experimenting. Yeah, no. Um, David Cobb, our, our buddy Cobb, who comes on every Wednesday, had an interesting one. He says Tom Herman will have immediate success and lead FAU to the conference championship game. He has Memphis third, or is he him fourth? He's got Memphis fourth, David Cobb. And so I think the highest was second, and the lowest was fifth. Do I have that correct? Um, yes, Barrett Barrett Salee had them finishing second, um, and then she, Shehan Jaya Raja, the guy I didn't pronounce his name right, probably he has him finishing sixth. That's the lowest. He has him finishing below FAU and ECU, in addition to. Okay, so we just talked. We just talked a little bit about finishing second. That would be all right. You probably went like nine and three. Like let's nine and three, ten and two. You you saw you saw the positive of what you needed to see. The -hmm. problem for me is, what happens if they finish four through six? Yeah, yeah, because we've seen six. Six is probably still good enough to make a bowl. Yes. It was the past two yes. years. I, I think it still probably will be. Um, it was the past two years. Um, and I will say, from these predictions, it is pretty wide open in the AAC, all things considered. Because like, well, like UTSA everybody- got predicted the most, that got three picks in this, by the way. Over, you know, Tulane got two, SMU got two, and UTSA got three in terms of who wins the league out of these experts. And 
Like UTSA is coming into a new league. I know they got the experienced quarterback and they've been good. They well, beat, not only that, we Memphis played schedules. them. Like they're they're a good team, but they're not some world beater. I don't think their schedule is brutal. Um, like their schedule is okay. You start off with Houston. That's probably a toss up. Is that Houston? Then they have Tennessee to close out their non conference schedule, and they play Army. Like Army's a tough team to play, and then you have the entire league schedule. They have a bye week, and then they play eight straight conference games. It's yeah. tough to roll through any league eight straight weeks in a row. And UTSA, like, we haven't just seen that, like, oh, you just go into a new league and you just roll. Yeah. No, and that's why I I don't want to jump to conc- – like, even though Ryan's on these hot list seats and, you know, there's not a lot of buzz, if you will, the season tickets – like. I want to, like, you need to withhold judgment. This thing is, like, wide open in terms of, like, there is a very, like, reasonable path for this team to be, like, a very good team this year because the league is just kind of water. I don't think it's a bad league or as bad as you thought it was going to be when they first made these changes. But it's also, like, watered down enough where if enough, like, if, like, you know, a few things break their way, given the schedule they have, like, this could be a really successful year for the program, I think. No, I mean, that's the thing. You don't have to – you don't have – It doesn't – it doesn't – I don't have to, like, stretch my mind like to see last, a scenario where Memphis is, like, a pretty darn good – you know, goes to the conference championship well, I mean, we, game. We, we talked about Salise it last predicted. year. They were, I think, 10th in scoring margin in losses. So they lost a lot of one-score games. Now, I would mm-hmm. also point out some of those one-score games were – Late charges that made the mm-hmm. the scoreboard look a lot better, but you can easily come up with the SMU game was one play that could have been flipped. The ECU game was one game that could have been flipped, and the Houston game and the Houston game was could have been flipped. complete collapse. Correct. Yeah, you should. They, the Houston game that one stretched to the imagination in terms of how you lost that game. Like we forget, we don't talk about it anymore, but like. Do you remember that? Like, that was like a crazy way to lose a game. Yes. Well, I mean, you needed the, like, it's just if one of those things doesn't happen, like the onside yeah. kick or, you know, like there was, oh, it gives the ABBGBs even thinking about it. But um, nonetheless, it is, you know, it is a big year. And, it, you know, there's, it'll be interesting to see now that we're, you know, we're, I guess a week from today is when Ryan will have his press conference. We'll see the first depth chart for the Bethune Cookman game. And there's, you know, it's not it's not as interesting if you, you know, when there's a quarterback battle, that's a, that kind of makes training camp pretty interesting ultimately. Always. Um there's obviously not a quarterback battle at Memphis this year. Um but it feels what what I'm both both I think it's a reason why there's not a lot of buzz, but it's also kind of fascinating once the season starts is there's so many guys who haven't had to be like Either are new or haven't had to be big contributors before that they're going to have to re- like have to break their way. It's certain like they're like they're going to have two. Well, whoever winds up being like think of it this way: whoever winds up being the featured running back, it's going to be the first time that they're a featured running back. Well, no, I mean the guy from ODU has been a featured running back, um, and same with the guy from Northern Jay Ducker. From yeah, last but like year. last year he was not Blake Watts. Yeah, no, he wasn't. No. I'm, I don't know me, if there's for gonna, Memphis. The, it's guys that haven't done this role. If you're to if you're to listen to Ryan's public comments, I don't think there's going to be a lead running back again. I think it's going to be those Blake Watson, um, Jay Ducker, and Sutton Smith are all going to play. 
I think the the big the, the actual like if you're going like what's the most important thing going on right now for Memphis football? Two things actually that aren't getting a lot of attention. They're going to literally have a new starter at left tackle and right tackle, and we don't know who it is yet. Both tackle positions are going to be different from the end of last season. The starter, McCalum Pounders, played a little bit as remember he was like a, he started as a true freshman at the beginning of last year, and then kind of got overwhelmed against Mississippi State. And um, well, then I mean, on the left side last year they had off they have injury problems, everything. Yes. But but then and then like. They have to find like a kicker and a punter and all that stuff. It like didn't look good in the spring, but they brought in a bunch of new guys. Like they brought in new personnel for that stuff in between spring and the summer. And like there isn't just there just isn't very much open practice anymore. So you don't really know. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see who he names in those. But those are like kind of the, if you will, like you kind of know. Well, and then the other problem, you, you know, who's going to be in certain spots. It's just like honestly, a lot of them have never. Like had significant roles at Memphis again, whether they're transfers or guys who, you know, were are juniors now and are finally emerging type of deal. Yeah, and the other problem is like, okay, week one's against Bethune Cookman. If you struggle in that game, that's alarming. So it's going to be like getting mm-hmm. to the Arkansas State game to see you know how this all looks. Like you're not going to really even after even after the first game, you're still not going to know. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, it'll take a few weeks. No, I, I I'll be curious. I think Ryan speaks on Wednesday to the media to like the reporters, and and I'll be curious just if he it if he has a feel at this point for how good his team is. Like if you can get that sense from him or not. Like remember last year there was like that. Uh, I, I forget which press conference it was leading it was into the of, season. It was a lot of we got a lot of young guys. Yeah, it was, it was couched that way. There was a, there was and it was like clear like you know like you can you could clearly tell. It was a change in tone from what he had said before, and it'll be interesting to see now that we're close to the season. He's been through three weeks of training camp. His tone, it seems like from recent interviews, uh, he sounds different than last year. You know, I don't know how much to read into that, you know, but ultimately he does have a third-year returning starter at quarterback, and I think that helps a lot in terms of hitting the ground running. Yeah, but, like, he's got to be better this year. Yeah, but I think – it feels like the way they're talking, it feels like, I mean, let's, let's be real. The weapons they have out there this year, like Towski Dove is like a guy who has produced some in the SEC. It wasn't like he was like a guy sure. coming from the SEC who wasn't playing at Missouri. Like he was a starter. And he wasn't the featured receiver, but he was like a, a Love, regular I mean, contributor to their re- receiving game they at haven't Missouri. Figured out, they haven't figured out quarterback and they've lost receivers because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Blankamsey, the kid from Toledo, same deal. Like, was a regular contributor at Toledo. Um, so, you know, Blake Watson, the old, you know, was a thousand yard rusher at Old Dominion last year. So, um, guys who have done stuff collegially, just they just haven't done it for Memphis yet. Um, so, it's uh, it's exciting. We're we're getting closer. Memphis doesn't have a week zero game, but you'll have a little little palate cleanser, if you will, a little uh, amuse bouche uh, mm. this weekend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little Vanderbilt, Hawaii, a moose bouche. This is a gas station sushi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, like you can kind of call it an appetizer, but it's you know. You're telling me? Are you, are you not going to watch it this weekend? Uh, I don't know what. Are my you schedule, a ga- I don't know my schedule. Oh yeah, that's true. Like this that's true. Yeah, th- this is going to be the first Correct. test. You wouldn't dare miss week zero pre kid. 
You might miss me week zero with a kid. There's there's the strong possibility. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, Jason Munz joins the program. We'll talk with him about his continued series on Penny Hardaway. Also, there's been some comps between Penny and Dusty May. We'll get his thoughts on that when we come back right here on Gene Ottoman Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, ESPN. Broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Each and every Monday here on the program, we welcome Jason Munz to the show. Of course, the Commercial Appeals Tiger Basketball beat writer. You can follow him on Twitter, X, whatever. At Munsley. Muns, what are we listening to? Jeffrey, this is a song called Drama Queen by a band called Switches. They were uh, they had one album, and that's uh, that's disappointing, but uh, they left us with some good tunes, including this one. Do you think maybe they had some drama queens in the band, leading to only, only to one album? That's that's entirely possible. I haven't done a ton of research mm-hmm. on it, but uh, but that's you know seems to happen from time to time in, in the music industry. Is the number one budding rivalry for the new AAC Dusty May versus Penny Hardaway? You know, I saw that uh, earlier today. Um, like, I mean, it's not out of nowhere, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Penny did say to you that they were talking trash over there at FAU as they were uh, as they won that uh, NCAA tournament game back in March. I'm glad you refreshed my memory, which is it's it's uh, it's no energizer. My memory it's like it's it's weak like a Duracell, but uh, uh, I forgot about that. But yes, I mean, like it is starting to. Uh, between that and what we saw this morning on on social media, uh, where you've got people comparing resumes and this and that, and I mean, uh, yes, it's it's. I, I'm glad there is something, you know, with Houston <laughs> yeah, yeah, leaving, yeah. with Cincinnati leaving. Well, I mean, don't you feel? I feel like both coaches need the other teams to be good. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we said that in the moment, honestly, like when, when, when Memphis played FAU and, and it went the way it did, you know, there was a lot of talk about it in the moment. Like, well, this could be good. This could be the, mm-hmm. the, the spark, the spark that the new AAC needs for basketball. Um, and so, you know, this isn't necessarily out of the blue, but it is ramping up. It is only August. So that's another good sign. Like if it's, if it's kind of being talked about like this in August, imagine January or February, um, oh, they're gonna they're hard. gonna do what the the AAC is going to do what they've done with the Houston games the past years. These games will be played at the very end of the season, like in a two week span. The Florida Atlantic games, yeah. I, I they'll position it just like they have recently, like the last game of the season. Whether it's it'll probably be here again, to be quite honest. The CBS like the FAU gym is oh, yeah. looks like a much smaller. Um, oh yeah, my, <laughs> it uh, looks like a. Very big. It looks like a Texas high school. Yeah, it looks like Collierville a yeah. little bit. Yeah, I think someone's made that yeah. joke online. But regardless, they'll play those two games towards the end of the year. We've seen the AAC has no problem manipulating the schedule however they see fit um, in order to best position the league. And to best position the league makes sense to kind of you know build them up, have like eleven and one uh, FAU playing a you know 
eleven and one Memphis or something like that in a conference game towards the end of the year. Right, right, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's and then play the last conference game. That's always seems to be on CBS. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's I'm all for it. It's it's the the conference needs some uh, some heat, and that's definitely uh, what we have here. Uh, yeah. No pun intended. And in, I just in don't. Mid-August. Well, it is. In, it, they're interesting comparisons because you're going to have an FAU team that's going to be essentially potentially elite because of its continuity, more yeah. so than anything else. They like return everyone, including the coach. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have a Memphis team whose success is going to be built more than likely on an overwhelming amount of talent, certainly when compared to the rest of the AAC. Like, I think. You know, it seems like Memphis has more, especially if DeAndre Williams is ruled eligible, and we'll get into that. In a, we'll get into that in a second. Seems to me Memphis has more talent on paper than FAU. I don't know if that means they're going to be better than FAU. I just know I think they have more talent than FAU. Well, the other, the even other, though FAU is returning everyone from a Final Four team. I mean, to me, the other the other comparison that makes it interesting is Dusty May's tenure at FAU has not really been like a slow build. It was three seasons of kind of the same type results, and then a big run. Mm-hmm. Whereas Memphis, yeah. it feels like it's been more of a steady progression. Yeah. Well, and yes. And, go ahead, Jason. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from FAU, what they did. It was really remarkable and uh, a lot of fun to watch for a lot of people, what they did this past March. But to Jeffrey's point, this, I mean, I, and I'm not calling them a flash in the pan by any stretch. That is not what this is, but, um, it did I'm getting my pan out. out this, of, felt, this smells like smack. This, this smells like a flash in the pan. Well, it, it just, it's just like, you know, uh, let's see you do it again. You know, like it, it let's see. I'm in the same let's, spot with FAU that I am with Tulane football. Like I'm not dismissing the possibility that they have built a, they built something good. I just need to see them do it again. Exactly. Exactly. Same here. Um, what is the, uh, any update on DeAndre Williams? Are we closer? I mean, obviously we're closer just in terms of time, I would assume, to figuring out whether he's going to be eligible or not. What is the uh, latest on the DeAndre Williams front that you're hearing, if anything? Still waiting. It's, uh, it's, it's, there's, there's nothing <laughs> uh, to report. I've, I've checked uh, very recently, in fact, and um, everybody who I know that, that you know, is involved with this, uh, who's actually talking, um, doesn't know anything. And that's not really all that surprising. I mean, this is kind of how these NCAA things work. They don't give anybody any um, hints or um, indications uh, with anything, really, with, 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 you know, whether it's which way they are going to rule, whether it's um, timeline situation. I, I mean, you know, it's the same as it was, I think, two or three weeks ago or even a month ago, whenever they finally got the paperwork submitted. It'll get done when it gets done, and there's no telling uh, when it's going to get done. It's just the NCAA doesn't operate that way. What's the level of optimism right now? I think the program is very optimistic, and I, but, I, but at, at the same time, there's a caveat there. They're kind of going based on what Don Jackson has said on the record. You know, we wrote about it whenever – uh, he got involved with this, that he had, there's, 
sort of a precedent to what, you know, to, to this case. Uh, Don Jackson had um, worked on a, a case with a, a, a student athlete um, in a different sport, um, you know, some years ago where he had received bad advice and it ended up costing him a year of eligibility. And when Don Jackson got involved, he, you know, worked his magic and, and waved his wand and got this particular student athlete, not just one year back, but two years back. I don't think that's what DeAndre is looking for in this case, but, uh, you know, he's done this. Don Jackson has done this before. And he says that DeAndre's situation is very similar to the situation that he had worked on previously. Um, not only that, Don has told me that he has, you know, evidence. Um, he's got people admitting to him uh, in, in, like, you know, notarized uh, statements um, that they gave DeAndre bad advice, and that is what ultimately led to him, you know, being penalized for delayed enrollment. Uh, and so I think based on all of that, there is a lot of optimism, but that is just one side of the story. You know, like the NCAA is not talking. The NCAA could have an entirely different view of the situation. And, you know, they could say, well, that doesn't apply to this case. This is different. We don't know. But if what Don Jackson is saying is, you know, how the NCAA is going to see it, well, then I think there's, I think there's a very good chance DeAndre gets the, gets the uh, extra year back. But we'll see. Yeah, to me, like, I don't know. The, the thing that I found fascinating is if you've been keeping up with NCAA eligibility things recently, it you could make a case that the NCAA is maybe trying to fight back a little bit. Like, granted, it hasn't been an apples-to-apples apples comparison, but the North Carolina football player that tried for a waiver didn't get it. It was denied. The whole not accepting Harbaugh's suspension and now Harbaugh – Feels like we're starting a cold war between Harbaugh and the NCAA. We'll probably discuss that later on in the show. But like, I do wonder if there's this growing sense from the NCAA of like we're taking it back. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's probably something to that. I mean, I talked to uh, a sitting assistant coach for a, uh, 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 somebody who's been in, in this around this sort of thing for a very long time, back a month or two ago, and. You know, the way they explained it to me was like, they're not just going to rubber stamp it. They're going to make, yeah. you know, they're going to set a very high bar. And if you meet that bar and there's actual, there is actual evidence, well, then it's going to be tough for the NCAA to deny this request for reconsideration for DeAndre Williams for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is when it comes to mental health. Stuff, and I don't think that that's necessarily like the crux of what DeAndre's, you know, like I, I don't think that's like the crux of this whole thing, the way it was with the DeMarie Franklin deal last year. But I do think that there is probably some of that in there. Like it would be, you know, the, the stuff that he had to go through late in his high school um, time in high school and time in prep school was, it took a toll on him mentally. And then you got the, uh, uh, the stuff that he's been through 
since he got to college with having to sit out in the first year at Evansville. And then once he transferred to Memphis, he had to sit out for 10 or 12 games before he finally got ruled eligible. Um, you know, I'm sure all of that is somewhere in this waiver request. And when it comes to the same, the same assistant coach that I talked to said, when it comes to mental health stuff, the NCAA does not want to go near it. So, uh, you know, there are, there are reasons for optimism. But it's just until it get, until it happens, you can't you, you don't want to count. Them. What are your general feelings on the Mikey Williams front first and the Malcolm Dandridge front? We've seen, like what I don't know if they are you would consider them developments or not. On the Mikey Williams front, there were some more pictures of him that appeared to be from Memphis, although date of the picture was unclear. I think, and then with Malcolm, there was I guess. Uh, you know he's in still in the student directory at Memphis, but so are some players who transferred out of Memphis already. You know already, so it do, doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, are we any closer to resolutions on those front in your mind? No, I mean I think we're I think we're with Mikey. As far as Mikey's concerned, I think we are just because we're closer to September fifth. The preliminary mm-hmm. is, is when his preliminary hearing is scheduled for. And I mean honestly, until. Until, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, my opinion has not changed uh, with what's going to happen with Mikey. Uh, my, my, I don't, I don't want to say prediction, but, you know, my outlook has not changed just because uh, nothing with his legal status has changed. Um, and I think as long as his legal status stays the way it is, it's going, it's a very, very long shot that he will be part of the, uh, part of the basketball program we'll see i mean you know i'm sure stranger things have happened um and then as far as malcolm is concerned i just think with each passing day the odds you know with each day that goes by that he is not a part of another program the odds increase that he's going to be part of the Memphis program and i think that's what's going to end up happening i don't know that for sure uh nobody has given me any sort of you know like insight or intel um you know, beyond educated guesses. Um, but, I, yeah, like, so and, and the longer it goes with him not being somewhere else, the odds get better that he's going to eventually be. I think the one question that I have with Mikey, is there a path for him to be at Memphis without the court stuff getting wrapped? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.